You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! S. S. Anthony Thomas. You know what I want to talk about? The internet and how the internet is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful tool. It's a wonderful way to get information, but sometimes it needs to shut up and wait and find out about information first before it reacts. You know? Because when you, the internet, Twitter, Facebook, and all the other internet sites, we smash people on those sites on a regular basis. If somebody does something we don't like, we smash them. And in most cases, most cases, they deserve the smashing. Let's keep it real. In most cases, they deserve the smashing because most of the time, it's a guy who abuses a child. It's a politician who steals from somebody or like that guy who took a, who resigned his job, just resigned his job and gave his gave power to the opposing party just so he could get a, a, a lucrative job and his daughter could get a lucrative job. That kind of thing. You deserve to get smashed if you do something like that. You know, if you're a liar, you're a cheater, you're a thief, you're a pedophile, you deserve to get smashed. I'm all for you getting smashed. I will join in on you getting smashed because what it does is it teaches that person a lesson and it also hopefully teaches the next person who's going to do that. Maybe it will make them more reluctant to do things like that. Some people on the web deserve to get smashed. You deserve it. Screw you. You deserve it. But sometimes we react a little bit too fast to things. Sometimes we need, sometimes we got to shut up first and do some reading before we decide to start saying snarky things to people on the internet or about people on the internet. How many times have you gone to a news site, read the headline and went, what that per- what did that person say? And then you read the article and then go, oh, okay, that was just a provocative headline letting us know what someone else said and that the person who writing the article disagrees with it. But they wanted to show you how outrageous the statement was. They were not in fact making the statement themselves. But if you go down into the comment section, and I'm not just talking about the trolls. Of course there are trolls there. There are going to be trolls that are going to go there and then say things that are trying to incite fights with other people that don't even really care about the article above. They'll just start a fight just about anything. They'll talk about your mother. They'll bring up some kind of political stuff when it was an article about cooking. They don't give a shit what it is. They just want to start a fight and they can sit back and laugh while you get all angry at them. When Quite frankly, it's just some jackass putting words on the end and that's just a bunch of pixels. Who cares what this person thinks? But then there are people that you know are not necessarily trolls. They're just people that react a little bit too quickly to things and are a little bit too emotional when they react to things and didn't actually read the article. I said that and I've seen that so many times. Where you, literally, people underneath will come and go, did you read anything other than the headline? What are you talking about? And then the person many times won't admit they were wrong. They're, oh, yeah, well, I say. And you're going, dude, you didn't even read the article. Go back up and read the article. And sometimes that's what happens on the web. We smash people before we know whether or not they deserve the smashing. You know, it was like the it's like with the, the Jay Z a little while ago and LeBron a very little while ago with the Jay Z thing. He's on an elevator after a party, you know, a, a high class affair with his superstar wife, her sister, and the bodyguard. They get in an elevator, and then the sister-in-law Solange tries tries to attack him. Well, she actually did attack him, and the bodyguard held her back. Now, a lot of the memes that came after that were kind of funny. They had pictures of Jay-Z uh, standing behind Beyonce. And it was basically kind of like a funny picture that had nothing to do with the Solange incident. But people would have things like, Jay-Z be at the next family re- reunion like this, insinuating that he's hiding behind Beyonce when that's not actually the intent of the picture. That's funny. 
you know, they had pictures of him where they took, they superimposed a picture of him diving off one of, uh, off of a yacht to go into the pool and made it look like he dived out of the elevator and they had the captions, Jay-Z be diving out of elevators like this. Okay, that's funny. That's cute. But then there were other people saying things along the lines of, yeah, but he must have done something. And saying all sorts of wild conspiracy theories about why Solange would want to attack Jay-Z. I mean, these conspiracy theories were so crazy, Alex Jones would have went, hey, 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 do some research first. That's how crazy some of these things were. And so they would, and then there would be a role of that. And people would just, oh, he, he must have done something, he must have stabbed Beyonce's grandmom and set her on fire. That's why Solange was so mad at him. No, you don't know why she was mad. You have no idea. So shut the fuck up. Okay, make your jokes. But you don't know. And we react so quickly. It was the same thing with that LeBron James thing. You saw what happened? He got cramps and people were on the web talking shit. Oh, look at it, LeBron. <laughs> he had cramps. <laughs> cramps. <laughs> he had cramps. How come 30 years ago Larry Bird and they were playing in a, in, a, in, a, in a place and it was just as hot as that and they didn't get cramps? Yes, because every individual on the planet's physiology is just like everyone else's. Everyone else's body reacts exactly the same as everyone else. There's no difference in DNA. There's no difference in anything. Everything is exactly the same. What kind of stupid shit is that? And it was amazing, too, how many people would say that. Yeah, well, Michael, Kobe Bryant had this happen to him. Everybody's body is different. Everybody that said that, I could tell, is someone who has never been severely dehydrated and had their body cramp up. If you said that shit, it's never happened to you. Never. Because I've had that happen to me. I know what it feels like. And as soon as I looked at him, I went, oh, he's, he's, he's fucking done. Because I know what it feels like. when you're, There's a point in time when you get so dehydrated, your body basically says, I don't care how good a shape you're in, you're not doing anything else. Fuck you, sit down. Your body doesn't want to hear that shit. No, 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 I don't care who you are and I don't care what the situation is. I am your legs. We don't have enough electrolytes or liquid in us. We're going to cramp up to the point where you, can, you cannot physically function. I know it's the last couple of minutes of the, of the finals. I know that, but I'm your legs. I don't give a shit when it is. We're not working anymore. Sit your million dollar ass down. And that's what happens. It happened to me when I got sick and I had and I was doing my thing out there working out and doing whatever and I got dehydrated like that and I had cramps. I couldn't move my legs at all. Yes, this guy was a world class athlete. I get that. But he's still a human being. When the cramps come, you're done. It's not like menstrual cramps, even though those are horrible from what I understand. This is a different type of thing. My uncle who went to dialysis when they take fluid out of your body, which is what dialysis is, to clean it, damn it, everybody in there gets the kind of cramps that will, that will send you crying to your mother. So they know what that feels like. And that just goes to show you, uh, cramps, <laughs> cramps, <laughs> cramps. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. And then you have the LeBroning. The people were mocking a guy whose leg shut down and they pick, and he's being picked up and carried off. They're mocking him because, well, they don't like him because he, they didn't like the way he changed basketball teams like it affected you in some way. Now, I'm not a LeBron apologist. I mean, I like him as much as I like anybody else. I was raised in Philadelphia, so quite frankly, both of these teams, fuck both of them. If, you be, if I'm going to be honest with you. I got my own problems. My, my home team sucks, but that's a different story. But everybody was LeBroning. And then the next day, they were Parkering because Tony Parker got hit in the side and went down. And people were laughing. <laughs> Look at Tony Parker. <laughs> he just took an elbow to the ribs. No, 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 no. Do you know what that elbow, you know what that elbow hit him? In the liver. If you've ever taken martial arts or boxed, you know what it's like when someone hits you in the liver. You are going to hit the floor. 
There's nothing you can do about it. I've been sidekicked in the liver before. I know what that feels like to have someone with a brown belt kick you in the liver. And this guy wasn't even trying to hurt me. This was a friend of mine who was trying to show me a few things. And my ass crumpled to the floor. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? How did... And my body was like, look, I don't care what you want to do. We're going to the floor. So these people all got smashed on the internet because people didn't understand the concept of taking a liver shot. A liver shot, I don't care how good a condition you are, you take a liver shot, your fucking ass is going down. They were laughing at LeBron James because he cramped up. I don't care how good of a shape you are in, when you get dehydrated, your ass is hitting the ground and there's nothing you can do about it. It just is. <laughs> you know? And if you're in the elevator with a, with, a, with someone who's pissed off, you never had a pissed off relative want to slap the shit out of somebody? Of course you have. You never had a drunk relative at the Thanksgiving get into a fist fight? Of course you have. You never had a brother and sister want to punch you in the face and then feel bad about it the next day? Well, there wasn't a camera there. No one filmed it. You weren't famous. There wasn't some loser who wanted to get some money off of it by embarrassing someone who's never done anything to him. Sometimes as the internet, as an internet community, we got to realize, hold up, let's get some information first before we react to something. Let's find out what the fuck is going on before we start talking shit. You know what I think we should do? We should have an internet Supreme Court. That would be a good idea. Have a Supreme Court for the internet because some people deserve to take an internet smashing and some people don't deserve to get the internet smashing. We should have a Supreme Court of intelligent people who are going to be completely fair. Not like the Supreme Court where they're a bunch of whores. I'm not talking about those people, by the way. If at any point I have to, uh, I need the Supreme Court for anything, I just want to say that I was just kidding about calling you a bunch of whores. <laughs> Back to the story. But we should have a Supreme Court for the internet. We should have a group of people that go, okay, let's look at all the evidence and decide whether or not this person should get raked over the coals on Twitter, Facebook, and every other uh, social media site. Where's the evidence? Okay, this guy's a politician. Okay, right there, I'm already going to push the go button, but go ahead. He did what? He resigned his position to throw control of, the, of his Senate to the opposing party who wants to block Medicaid expansion for poor people so they can't go to the doctor and can't get preventative care. Okay. We're going to have to push the go fuck yourself button. Click. Crush him, internet. Get him, internet. Bust his ass, internet. Call him names, internet. Get in his ass, internet. Troll his ass, internet. Get the bastard. Fuck him. You shouldn't have done that. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Okay, what else we got? Basketball player who has a history of being dehydrated occasionally, severely, to the point where he can't do anything anymore. And there's a bunch of people that are going to mock him who actually have never had that kind of situation before and don't understand it and don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Click, not guilty. Nope, no raking. Wait a minute. And the next day, another guy gets hit in the liver. So apparently these people have never taken martial arts or taken boxing and don't know what it's like to take a shot in the liver and realize that when you get hit in the liver like that, it actually shuts your body down for about a minute and a half and there's nothing you can do about it. There's no sit-ups you can do about it. doesn't matter how healthy or strong you are. Your ass is going down, but they're going to torture him anyway. Nope. Click. Not guilty. I mean, think about it. If we had an internet supreme court that made it a point to make sure that only people who deserve to get their ass whooped by the internet, only people who deserve to get raked over the coals, get raked over the coals, I think that would be great. I would like to be a part of it. Since it's my idea, I personally would like to be part of the internet supreme court that makes the decision on who gets smashed. 
Makes a decision on who gets their ass whooped by the internet. Makes a decision who gets crushed by the internet. Now, of course, with me being on the Supreme Court, <laughs> you know, if I do anything embarrassing once I become a celebrity at some point in the future, of course, I think I should get consideration and uh, people should not necessarily even know about me banging the five interns that I'll have working for me. I mean, I don't think that they should know about that, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if I decide to go to the Bunny Ranch and get it on with a bunch of Asian prostitutes, I mean, I don't think they should know about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really think they need to know that I go to historically black colleges and try to get it on with delicious young sisters because I mean I mean that would be wrong for them to know that I mean I'm on the Supreme Court I have an image to uphold so please whatever you do make sure you don't you don't bring that up and if I start dating some white women and people see that I want you to realize that of course that that is of course my assistant that I have tied to the bed and them and then whose butt I'm licking that's that's a whole different thing that that's a new thing that will <laughs> because I'm on the Supreme Court I think I should get consideration <laughs> I'm kind of ruining it, aren't I? I'm kind of ruining it. Maybe I'm I kind of starting to become corrupt, just like some of the other entities that have control over things. And I guess I guess that means that people should just basically uh, realize that if you're going to be in the public eye, you're going to do something dopey that you're going to have to take an ass whooping and just have to deal with it. Hmm. Maybe I should rethink that. Because there's a good chance I'll probably be a very known person, and then inevitably I'm going to do something gross and disgusting, and then people are going to rake me over the coals, and most likely they're going to look back and go, "Hey, remember that podcast you did back in 2014 where you said some people deserve to be raked over the coals?" And I'm going to go, "Um, what podcast?" Because then at that point I'll have my team of researchers find it and erase it and replace it with something that says something completely different, only to find out that. You can't really erase anything off the internet because a whole lot of people usually download my shit, which means they'll have copies of it. God, I gotta rethink these things before I say them. Some of these things that come back to haunt me. I mean, it's a very good chance I'm gonna wind up nailing a whole bunch of babes and get caught. Or Jesus Christ, I, I might, I might not even, I might not even put this on the podcast because I know that there's a good chance I'm gonna do something dopey and it's gonna come back to haunt me. Yeah. Maybe this segment shouldn't be on the podcast. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't even publish this segment. Come to think of it, let me erase this shit. This is not going on the damn podcast. I want to leave myself the ability to be an asswipe and do something stupid so I can be, you know, so I can say that I didn't do it and be a hypocrite like a lot of other people. Damn it, now if I leave, if I drop this, I won't have the ability to be a hypocrite too. This is, this is stupid. What am I doing? You know what, guys? I want to talk to you about something here. This is pretty interesting. I was just thinking about the similarities between old athletes and old sex symbols. If you really think about it, they're very, very similar in a way. If you really think about it. I mean, if you're a sex symbol, you're, you're, you're playing on the simple fact that youth, you're young, you're gorgeous, you're pretty, you're awesome, and other people can't even come close to being as attractive and beautiful and sexy as you are. This is for men and women. You're young, you're hot, you're this, you're that, and you're a big star, and you got all the eyes on you. You're better than other people when it comes to looks. You're hotter, you're this, you're that. But the thing is, as a sex symbol, if you can't act, you can't sing, you can't dance, if the reason that people like you is because of the way you look, you got to realize you have a very small window in there where you're the young, fresh slice of cake. You are you are just in that area for a little bit of time. You got about 18 years old to about 
to about 30 years old, maybe 32 at the most. You know what I'm saying? Now, a 30-year-old woman is still a young, gorgeous woman, but when it comes to Hollywood or the music business, the second your ass hits 30, boom, they move you into a different category. You're still sexy, but you're not the sweet young thing. You're not the 22-year-old. You're not the 23-year-old. You're not the one everybody's like, oh, look at her. She's so hot. She's so gorgeous. You're not that anymore. You're still delicious. You're still hot. You're still sexy. If somebody saw you walking down the street, they still drool all over you. They'll still stop their car and jump out and get to you. But in Hollywood, no. As soon as you hit 30, they move you into a different category all of a sudden. And that's very similar to athletes. Right? You are in your prime for a short period of time. You are in your prime for a very short period of time. You got about 20 to about 30, maybe 32 years old at the most. Let's just say for the most part, there's a very there's a 10-year window for, for sex symbols and a 10-year window for athletes where you're at your absolute prime where no one's better than you if you're a sex symbol no one looks better than you no one is hotter and sexier than you if you're an athlete nobody can play the game at your level nobody can touch you when it comes to basketball baseball football whatever sport martial arts whatever it is nobody can touch you you're the best but that's a small period of time and many times and I've known people in both situations many times they rely on that a little bit too much they rely on how hot and sexy they are. They rely on that too much. They think that's all they have. They don't have to work on anything else. Why work on the personality? Everybody's just handing me stuff. And it's the same thing with the athletes. Why be nice to people? People are going to give me stuff anyway. Why? Because I can take this ball and do things with it that other people can't do. I can hit it further. I can run with it. I can throw it through this hoop. I can do it better than other people. So people are going to give me stuff anyway. Now the smart ones develop something else. You know, the smart sex symbols in Hollywood begin producing television programs, begin producing movies, begin producing plays, begin writing books. They do all sorts of other things. So when it comes time where they're not the hot young slice of cake anymore and the girls aren't chasing them down the street, you're not the hot young slice of cake anymore and dudes aren't drooling all over the, themselves to get to you, you have that other thing. Now you're doing theater. Now you're writing books. Now you're doing this, 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 and this, you have another thing. Maybe you went back to school and now you're running a business, whatever it is. Or maybe you decided to start taking character work and do other things. Yes, I'm still pretty, but I'm not the hot young thing like that, but I'm still the hot mom in the movie. I'm the, you, you can move on. But the athletes, maybe you, maybe, you, maybe you went back to school. Maybe you started to take a look at, I want to be a commentator after I finish my sports career. Maybe I want to be a writer after I finish my sports career. Maybe I'll invest my money. So I'll still have money after my sports career. But sometimes, just like in, in real life, people rely on that one thing too much. And when that one thing is gone, everybody else is gone. When you're not the hot young woman anymore, you're not the hot young slice of cake, all of a sudden, people don't, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get free stuff at the store anymore. Nobody's gonna let you cut in line anymore. You still look good, but you're not the hot young thing anymore. Uh, can I get in front of you in line? Ha, <laughs> no. Right? When your basketball career is over and you were mean to people, oh, you got to remember, guess what? The people you were mean to, the reporters, they're the ones that pick people who go into the Hall of Fame and they don't like it. So guess what's going to happen? You may get in, you may not get in. And even if you do get in, it's going to be really a long time from now because you relied too much on that thing and didn't develop anything else. It's really weird how similar sex symbols who are no longer sex symbols and athletes who are no longer athletes, <laughs> how similar they are. They're similar when you meet them too, because you'll go to a sports uh, memorabilia show, 
and you see the guy sitting there and he's at the table he's signing autographs and he gets a little bit of that that love back a little bit of that fame back a guy will bring his kid to the to the signing hey this is Frank Johnson he's the he's the greatest shortstop of all time you know for our team he's great how you doing hey little man let me sign this autograph for you <laughs> and then the father gets all mushy and the, hey man you were the greatest when I was a kid, man. You were the greatest. I used to love watching you play, man. I used to sit at home, man. I, I got a baseball bat just like yours, and I had a uniform just like yours, man. And I used to sit at home in my bedroom looking at your poster, dreaming one day, one day I'm going to be able to play like him, or one day I'm going to meet him. And I'll tell you the truth, it is the greatest thing in my life that I actually get an opportunity to meet the great Frank Johnson. You're the greatest. Well, thanks a lot. It's the same thing with sex symbols. Frank Johnson can't play anymore. You are now congratulating him for what he did in the past and the effect he had on you a long time ago. He has no effect on your life now. He's not playing. He has nothing to do with baseball except for these memorabilia shows. He doesn't have any effect on your life now. And it's the same thing with the sex symbols. She's, you're not attracted to her anymore. You know, she's an older lady. And there's nothing wrong with being an older lady. But the way you became known, she became known to you as that hot young slice of cake. You remember that. That's how you thought of her, this delicious slice of cake, the same thing with women. You remember that guy as a hot young slice of cake when he was a young man with the six-pack abs. He's not that anymore. He's still a decent dude. He's still a nice-looking guy for his age, but he's not that hot young slice of cake that you were chasing around and playing, oh, he's so hot, he's, so hot. he's not that anymore. So when you meet these stars back and back in the day and you loved them when you were a kid, they're not that hot, though. they're not that anymore. So when you go up and you want to sign, they want to sign autographs, and you sit there, I was a really big fan of yours, and I think you were the greatest thing in the world, and I used to love your show, and I used to have your posters. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing when a guy meets a, a sex symbol from back when he was a kid. He walks up, hi, Miss Johnson, just want to let you know that, you know, when I was a teenager, I was really in love with you, and I, I'll be honest with you, uh... <laughs> I had your poster on my wall when I was a kid, you know. I just, I sit there and I just think, man, if I when I grow up, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna find a woman that's just as pretty as she is. Oh, that's very, very nice. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I, I, I know this may be inappropriate to say, but uh, of all the ladies back in the day, when when you were, you know, when you were on the show and doing your movies, you were the one I, uh, you were the one I masturbated, baited to the most. I mean, the other, I finished myself off to the other ladies too, but I mean, it was, it was easily six to one. I mean, every time I finished myself off, uh, holding up your poster for every six times, it was only one time for the other ladies. <laughs> Why are you calling security? <laughs> Come on, you know, you did that with every sex symbol. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't done that in a long time because I, I can actually get laid, but when I was a teenager, I was a little boy. And I'm not even, I, was, I don't even think I was a teenager yet. I was a little boy. I, I'm, I'm ashamed to, t I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, okay, I'm not ashamed to tell you who I, you know, you know, you know, <clears throat> you know. I mean, I'm not ashamed that Flojo made some appearances. I'm not ashamed that pictures of Flojo made me a very happy young man when I was a boy. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed that I watched Three's Company not just because it was funny, but because, let's just say, I was a really, really big fan of Joyce DeWitt. Really big fan of Joyce DeWitt and Suzanne Summers. Mostly Joyce DeWitt. And usually, right after the show, I would reflect my fandom 
right after the show because I didn't have a VCR. We didn't have VCRs back then. You just had to basically, you know, go and reflect your your fandom of the person while the memory was still fresh of her with the tight sweaters and the tight jeans. I would really, you know, express my fandom real good, real good, <laughs> you know. And uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I know this is going to sound weird. But uh, there was a God. Do I need to be admitting to this crap? Because I know this kind of crap lives on forever. Maybe I shouldn't be admitting to this. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Eighty-four Olympics in Los Angeles. You remember Mary Lou Retton? Remember when she did that vault, and then she stood there and she had her hands in the air, you know? And Sports Illustrated had a picture of her in that red, white, and blue uniform, you know from the back with that little thick ass of hers now she wasn't my favorite person to express my fandom to but that for some reason that picture of her I express my fandom uh, with that picture in mind because of that shot of her ass I know you're gonna go online and you're gonna go look up that picture and I wanna let you know that even though uh, that picture does nothing for me now as an adult man who's since gone on to see naked women and have sex at that time I was a child who was exploring himself and enjoying himself. And for some reason, that damn picture, uh, destroyed my ass. I don't know why. For some reason, that picture was too much for me to handle. And uh, I think I might've deformed myself because of that picture. You know, my tastes have changed. And I remember as an adult, I went back and looked at that picture and I went, oh, he's just a cute kid. I mean, cute. And I remember what I, how I expressed my fandom like a maniac to that picture. And I'm going, what the hell was wrong with me back then? I damn near decapitated myself because of this picture. And now when I look at it now, it's like, I don't, I don't get it. Now, when I look at the old Florence Griffith Joyner pictures, I got news for you. Even though I am the master of the, my domain and made the decision to be the master of my domain and only to express my fandom of, an, of a woman that I'm actually with at the time and express my fandom with her when she's there and not to express my fandom when she's not there, you know, just as this is a rule for myself. And that's the truth. I don't express my fandom by myself anymore. I refuse to do that. And it's been there. It's very, been very difficult sometimes, especially after I went back and reminiscing about the back in the days when I damn near decapitated and deformed myself down there to the pictures. I went and got that picture of Florence Griffith Joyner, Flojo, and I saw that picture and I went, oh, Yeah, this this is uh this this uh, undefeated streak of not expressing my fandom unless there's an actual woman there is is coming really close to coming to an end. Really close. I better get out of here. I better I better I better close this window down. I closed the window down and turned on the television and uh Pam Greer movie came on. The Pam Greer movie Coffee was on cable. Coffee. Yeah, that's that that's the movie where, you know, she was uh she turned around topless but then uh Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Young Pam Greer. Ooh. Better turn off this television. Better turn off this television because my, my undefeated streak is about to be edited. And, about to be, and I turned off the television and I, got, I stayed away from that picture and my undefeated streak is intact, damn it. That's right. That's right. My undefeated streak. Since I decided not to express fandom without a, the without the woman actually there, my undefeated streak continues. Unlike old athletes, 
My undefeated streak has lasted for a long period of time. Unlike old sex symbols, I have maintained all this time with no signs of slowing down. There's no Botox I need to take to keep my fandom from me, keep me from expressing my fandom. I don't need that. You know, I don't know how the hell I got from talking about old athletes and old sex symbols to talking about how I damn near deformed myself to a picture of Mary Lou Retton when I was a little kid. I don't know how the hell that happened. If you actually look up the word digress, you will have an, uh, it would be a picture of me in this room right now recording this segment of the podcast because I have no idea how I got here. <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm saying, you know, old sex symbols, old athletes, same thing. You got a small window of time where you're at your height. You have a small window of time where you had your full powers and you have to make sure that you develop something else other than just your looks if you're an actress or just your physicality if you're an athlete. You have to come up with something else. That's what I've come up with something else. I mean, I, I, I'm a very good stand-up comic, but I wanted to do something else in addition to stand-up comic. I didn't want to just tell jokes all the time. I like telling stories. I like telling stories to large numbers of strangers. Even though you won't be hearing this as I'm saying it, you'll be hearing it a little later on. You know, and people seem to enjoy it. I don't know why. I think there's something wrong with you people. You people keep coming back and listening to me. What the hell is wrong? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I appreciate that. But you know what I'm saying. So, like I said, with the old athletes and the old sex symbols, it's the same thing. They have a small window of opportunity. They have to maximize what they get during that small window of opportunity. If you're an actress, do as many movies as you can. While you're still hot and delicious. If you're an athlete, play as good as you can during those 10 years where you're the best. Don't mess around. Don't party too much. No, don't do it. Take advantage of it. But I'm a comedian and a writer and an actor. And I ain't that good looking. I'm cute, but I ain't that good looking. So I, I, I couldn't rely on my looks. You know, couldn't do that shit. Couldn't rely on my physicality. I'm only 5'8 and change. It's not like I'm going around dunking basketballs. I can't do that shit. I had to develop other stuff. I had to be funny and charming and smart. And I am all three of those things. I am funny and charming and smart. And I'm actually quite cute. Forget what I just said. <laughs> but in all seriousness, man, can't rely on that one thing, man. If you're an athlete, you can't rely on just being able to dunk a basketball. You know, can't rely on just that. You got to have something else. You're a sex symbol. Or just a hot person in general. Like me. You can't just rely on your hotness. You got to have something else. Because if you're not well-rounded. <sighs> ain't no going one way to be around your ass. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you sick bastards. I want to talk to you about a little something here. You know, a friend of mine comes up to me and he goes. He sees a woman that's across the street from him. Or across the street from us, I should say. And he sees her and he goes. Hey man, I'm telling you right now, you see that girl over there, man? That girl is a woman of my dreams, man. That's a woman of my fantasies, man. I said, well, is she the woman of your dreams? Or is she the woman of your fantasy? Those are, those are two different things. And he goes, no, it's not. I go, yeah, it is. Well, how is it different? It's the same thing, man. Dreams, fantasies. No, no, man. Dreams and fantasies are different, man. Dreams and fantasies sound like the same thing. It's like saying two high school students are the same thing. Even if I'm from the same family, one goes to one high school, one goes to another high school. One is raised by this set of parents, and one is raised by their, that set of parents. They're kind of the same. 
But there are big, big differences, my friend. See, fantasies are complete bullshit. Dreams are things that actually happen. You know, you got to think about it if you really think about it logically. A fantasy, complete horseshit. A fantasy is when you see somebody and everything about them is perfect. You see them from across the street. You see the perfect body. You see them smiling. You see everybody laughing. And you go, oh, well, I wish I had that person. You start fantasizing about them, about how great they are. But how amazing it would be to be able to be with them on a regular basis. How you wish they were there. They were yours. That's the fantasy. Dreams are something that happen in real life. See, a dream is something that you don't even know it is a dream until you're in the middle of it or after it's over and you look back at it. You know, if you have a woman of your dreams, you don't know that until you've been going there with her for a while. You don't even know if the woman that you're with is the woman of your dreams until you've been with her after the love chemicals that, 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 that uh, go through your brain in the beginning of the relationship. When those chemicals die down and you still go, man, I really want to be with this woman. Man, she's awesome. Now you got a woman of your dreams. If you still want to be with and those chemicals are still going and you're not in your right mind and you think all the stuff that later on you're going to find annoying or still cute because you're still under the influence of that love drug, that's a fantasy, man. Because all of the stuff that would normally would be annoying ain't annoying right now because the chemicals got you. Oh, no. Everybody has a fantasy person, and it's good that they have fantasy people. That's fine. That's something to spice you up a little bit, get your juices going. It's kind of like taking a car and stepping on the gas on a test track. You know what I'm saying? You drive around really fast on a test track. Yeah, that's fun. That's exhilarating. That's exciting. But you don't want to do that on the street. You wouldn't want to drive in a NASCAR car on the middle of the street at 220 miles an hour. You can't do that. It would be exhilarating for a couple of blocks until you ran over some children, until you lost control and crashed into something, until traffic shows up and you're stuck in traffic in a NASCAR and you can't go anywhere. That's what a fantasy is like. Short-lived, don't take it seriously. The dream is being in a luxury vehicle. Day-to-day -day comfort. Good sound system. You can put all your luggage in it. All your family can fit in it. It's safe, but it's still a little bit exciting. It's still nice to look at. It's still nice to run in, to ride in. That's the dream. Let's say your fantasy woman is Halle Berry. But you never met her. Only thing you see about Halle Berry is what you see on TV. You see the gorgeous face, the perfect body. She's this, she's this, and awesome and incredible. That's the fantasy. Now, being with her would be a dream. You actually would be able to wake up next to Halle Berry. You know what it's like to get it on with Halle Berry. You know what it's like to hug and kiss Halle Berry. But it's a, it's a dream, not a fantasy. Because in the fantasy, there's no imperfections. In the dream, her breath stinks in the morning. But you're there in the morning. So even though her breath stinks in the morning, you were there last night. So you don't mind the fact that her breath stinks in the morning. Right? She farts in the bathroom. She comes in and takes a dump while you're brushing your teeth. Now that sounds bad, and it is kind of gross because women have done that to me, and I don't like it, but she feels comfortable taking the pants down and being in the bathroom when you're there, which means she's your woman. She feels comfortable with you, and it's a little bit gross, but it's a marker. It means that you're living the dream. You got her there. Fantasy is like hot a hot beverage. It's like going to an expensive coffee shop and they got the machines and got the, you know, they, they turn it on and the, all the, the hot water comes out and it's frothing with the milk and they got the expensive cups and they put, they have a little guy with the artist and he starts drawing pictures and stuff on the top of your coffee cup and he gives it to you and he's, hey, my name's on this cup and he said my name over the loudspeaker and this cup is awesome and oh man, look at it, it's got a picture on top of it. This is the greatest. Ha <laughs> ha! 
How much? $40 for this cup of coffee? Oh, here's $40. It was exciting for a minute there, but then the reality set in and now I realized that that was my fucking cell phone payment. That was the equivalent of a cell phone payment just for this damn cup of coffee. The dream, the woman that you dream, the man that's a dream, the one that's there every day, it's like lemonade. Lemonade don't cost that much, but that shit is refreshing. And you can have it any time you want to. If you don't want to have it, you sit it in the refrigerator and wait. Lemonade is good hot and cold. You never go, damn, this lemonade, I can't stand this lemonade. You like lemonade every day. It's not as exciting as standing in line at that, hall, that coffee shop and get that hot coffee with the frothing milk and everybody saying your name and you know, people with their laptops and everybody looking cool with the little goatees and the little soul patches and everybody. It's not as cool as that. But that's a fantasy. And fantasies don't last. Fantasies are not day-to-day -day things. Dreams are. You know what I mean? Think about it. Dreams. I have a dream. Martin Luther King said that. I have a dream. He didn't say, I have a fantasy about some good shit happening. He never said that. He said, I have a dream. Because he knew he had to work for something that could be sustained on a daily basis. A dream can be sustained on a daily basis. Fantasies cannot. I have a dream. Martin Luther King. Fantasies? The plane. The plane. That's tattooed from Fantasy Island. Martin Luther King changed the world. Martin Luther King was part of the civil rights movement. Martin Luther King made it possible so we could have a black president of the United States doing good things. Martin Luther King made it possible. Helped to make it possible. What the hell did Tattoo do on Fantasy Island? Nothing. But get shit for Mr. Rourke, who also did nothing. I got news for you. Mr. Rourke has not helped one black person get a job. That's right, I said it. Fantasy Island. That's why, because it's a damn fantasy. But the dream, dreams are sustainable. I have a dream. Martin Luther King had a quarter of a million people inspired, standing in Washington, listening to his speech. Ain't nobody gonna stand in line to listen to Tattoo talking about the plane boss. Hell no. That's why fantasies are bullshit. That's why I don't fantasize about things. I dream about things. I want things that I can sustain. I don't look at a hot woman on the bus and go, man, oh man, I want some of that. Okay, that's a lie. I do look at a hot woman on the bus and say, man, oh man, I want some of that. And then people go, why are you on this bus, jackass? You have a new car. And then I'll say, yeah, you're right. Well, it's new to me. Fuck y'all. <laughs> but uh, all kidding aside, that's the difference between, you know, fantasies and dreams. You know, people fantasize about stuff and it's just fantasies are nothing but dreams with all the reality sucked out of it. You know, <laughs> all of the stuff that you... You know, I mean, how many times have, have you ever gone out with the person who was the, the fantasy person? You ever done that? Oh, she's so hot. He's so hot. Whatever. And then you start dating them and you realize, oh, that's why you're single. You look awesome, but you're a bit of a douchebag. Oh, I get it. And then you hang out with the person who was just kind of cool. Somebody who's you could actually talk to them, have a good time having conversations with them. They can make you laugh. When, when it's time for you to go your separate ways, you go, man, I wouldn't mind talking to that person a little more. Then when you see them again, you always have something to talk about. When you have disagreements, that's what they are, the disagreements. There's no, there's no personal attacks. There's none of that crap. 
And if it does get heated, it cools down real really quickly because you respect that person, because you like that person. That's a dream person. <laughs> it's like it's like a fantasy cars. I used to I used to really fantasize about having these luxury vehicles. And and it's cool. I, mean, I can't afford one, obviously. But what I'm saying is I fantasize about them. But then when I think about it from a logical standpoint, what does a car do? You get in it. You put your key in. You turn your key. You step on the gas. You go. It gets you from point A to point B. You listen to your music. You turn on your temperature settings to make sure that the car is the temperature that you like. If it's cold outside, you make it warm. If it's warm outside, you make it cool. Your music is playing. Your music is playing. And a Toyota Camry can do that too. Yes, I would love to have a luxury vehicle. And when I can when I can afford one, I may in fact get one. But my dream is to have a vehicle that looks nice, won't break down, and will get me from point A to point B. The fantasy is the super expensive vehicle. But when you stay, when you take the fantasy of the super luxury vehicle into account, you have to go, wait a second. How much does it cost for a tire? Holy shit. Even if you're rich, it's like, I don't want to spend six grand on a fucking tire. What the fuck? How many miles of the gallon? What? I just dropped in the gas station. I drove to the curb and now I have to turn back around and refill this bastard again. What the fuck? Yes, I'm rich, but so I don't like just because I'm rich. I don't want to lose all my money because that's what you'd be thinking. Unless you were stupid. When I become rich, I'm not going to be burning the money just to burn money. You know, because we all have this fantasy. Oh, man, I want to get on. I want to be on a yacht with a lot of hot women and, and having all these parties. Really? So you really think that when you get that kind of money, you're going to have time for that? No, the dream should be. I want to be able to have a great time while I become a productive member of society, while I create something that people like. See, everybody fantasizes about winning the Powerball Lottery. I don't even play the Powerball Lottery. I don't want to waste my time with that fantasy. I don't want, because essentially, you know you're not going to win. All you're doing is spending, what is the Powerball Lottery? Do a buck? I think it's like $2 now or some shit like that. I think, uh, one, of them, one of those lotteries went up a dollar. Let's just say it's a dollar. Who gives a fuck? All right. I'm going to speak basically you're spending a dollar for permission to fantasize about what your life would be like if you won the three hundred million dollars. That's your fantasy. But what about the dream? The dream is to be able to create a product or service that is so good, that is so specific to what you do, that makes you that you're so irreplaceable in doing this service or creating this product. You're so irreplaceable and it's so good that People will pay you money and you will earn $300 million instead of play, uh, winning it in the Powerball lottery. I don't need permission to fantasize, to, to fantasize about having lots of money. I dream about creating product, shows, podcasts, stand-up, TV, movies, or whatever the hell I decide to do. I dream about creating work that is so good that people want to pay to see it or be a part of it. And then I'll become wealthy that way with people who in, 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 in this case, the people would be happy to pay because they love the quality of the work and the consistency of it. And in that case, you still make the money, the same amount of money you would have had with the Powerball lottery. But it's a dream. The dream means I work for it. I can sustain. I can keep creating product and work that will get me the money. Powerball lottery. You win it. 
and then all of a sudden <laughs> you got the money you don't even it doesn't really mean anything to you at that point you didn't earn it you didn't bust your ass to get it it's a fantasy you notice that people that win the Powerball lotteries, a lot of those people wind up having no money at all five years later, just like basketball players and football players that have these hundred million dollar contracts and they have all this money and they have this fantasy about what life is going to be like and they lock in on, the, I'm going to spend a million dollars a month on clothes. They have that fantasy. But then you see the people that had a dream and their dream was, I'm going to earn a hundred million dollars, but I want to be productive, man. I'm going to use this money to build this and do that. I'm going to save it here. I want to be, I have a dream of just having in a lifetime where I never have to worry about money again. And I'm always being productive and I'm doing great stuff. And I'm do that's the dream. That's why dreams are better than fantasies. <laughs> you know, I have a dream. That meant something to people. I have a dream that one day, and he goes on to talk about a dream, and he spells out a long, long time in the future. Spells it out a long time. I want this to happen, and these children to be able to be together, and people judge by the content of their character. It was a dream, and it was a, it was a picture of something that should happen over a long period of time, something that could be sustained once it's gotten. But Martin Luther King did not say, I have a fantasy. That one day I'm going to snap my fingers and racism will be gone and it'll be like it never happened. Because that's what a fantasy would be. A fantasy is some quick hit. Some quick bullshit that solves itself without any work being done. <laughs> you know, that's why I don't do fantasies. Shit, I don't even play Final Fantasy. In fact, I don't even watch Fantasy Island reruns. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Unless some really hot chicks from um, back when I was a kid, you know, some hot ladies from some 70s sitcoms and 60s and 60s sitcoms. You know, these are shows that came on before my day and before my time. But that doesn't mean I can't look at these hot babes and lust after them, even though they, you know, this is, these shows came on before I was born. It doesn't matter. They're still hot, damn it. Marilyn Monroe was dead before I was born, but the babe is still hot, so shut up. But you get the point, right? Have a dream, my friends, my podcast audience. Have a dream, damn it. Don't have a fantasy. Fuck fantasies. Fantasies are bullshit. Have a dream. You understand what I'm saying? You dig it? You understand me? That's all I got to say. Okay, my weird friends. This has been another episode of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for checking me out. I'm much love to you. I appreciate it. Uh, do me a favor, my friends. Make sure you come back next Thursday to check out the next episode because I am sticking with the weekly format. It's going to be one podcast per week, and this will be the day, depending on when you hear this. It's either Wednesday, late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. Technically, it's the Thursday podcast, but I usually put it out when, late Wednesday night, so it's available early in the morning on Thursday for people that like to listen to the podcast on Thursday. Uh, the home base for the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. But you can see, at, listen to S. Anthony Says or download S. Anthony Says at the site that I just mentioned. Or you can go to Stitcher Radio. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Podbean. Or if you want to listen to the RS feed, if you want to put it in your own podcatcher, just go to the santhonysays.podbean.com. The feed is on the first page. So you can cut and paste the feed, put it into your podcatcher of choice, and you will be notified when the new ones come out. Uh, 
Make sure you if you if you listen to the podcast, if you love it, make sure you tell your friends, tell them to come check out this crazy guy who does this weird shit every week that you enjoy. And if you like the if you do like with the the podcast, make sure you go to the podcatchers and give me a five star rating. Um, or like I said, if it's a if it's a, if it's a actually if it's a five star rating system, give me a twelve star rating. I want I want to stand out from everybody else. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. And make sure when you talk about me, when you describe the podcast, if you do a nice little review, make sure you throw in words like genius and incredible make sure you use those words as much as possible even if they don't fit properly into the sentences that you're using <laughs> much love to you all check me out uh, if you're on twitter follow me on at s anthony thomas and um the email is uh, the s anthony says podcast at gmail.com much love to you all i appreciate you listening i appreciate you coming back every week i appreciate you i really really do much love to you my podcast family until next week, S. Anthony out.